it's Father's Day today. Uh, you may have noticed uh, we've had some conversations about that already. And uh, as I was preparing uh, to speak, I, uh, I thought of what, as a father, what message do I need to hear? And, uh, and I began to start thinking about, about how my, uh, kind of what, what is the, the root thing that I need to hear from God? And I started thinking about, uh, about a question that, that is, just seems to be prevalent with, with so many different areas of my life. And the question was, am I enough? And today as I... As we do this, I want to introduce you to, uh, to my friend, and I'm going to call him Buddy. Now, if we've done this right, and if everything works out, he should be right over here. I don't know if, I, if he's low enough, I can pat him on the head and say, hi, Buddy. I'm not sure what we can do, but Buddy is, uh, well, I'm a little bit jealous. His mustache is a little bit better than mine. Uh, he's wearing one of my favorite color t-shirts. Uh, I really like orange. Uh, I told Karen that one of my favorite colors was orange, and she said, since when? <laughs> and I said, well, it's, I've always liked orange. And the question that I'm going to talk about with Buddy here is the question, am I enough? Am I good enough? And it's one that's very present in our current culture. And, uh, and I think it's partially because of some of the changes that have happened with, with uh, the way that we interact with each other. And I think one of the things that has happened is that in social media and television and, and, and some of those areas, comparison has become a really huge thing. And we begin to compare what, uh, how we are compared to other people. And so I, I look and I see, um, I see, you know, stories of, of dads taking their kids, you know, on great trips. And I'm like, I ask myself, well, am I, am I a good enough dad? Because, or, if I, if I don't take that trip, or I, I do all these different... And so this constant question of asking myself, am I good enough? And we, we, this happens in all areas of our lives, and it's not just for fathers. Uh, and I want to say this. This is not a Father's Day message. This is the message that I want to hear on Father's Day, or I need to hear on Father's Day. The professionalization of everything, and let's be honest, there's a professionalization of everything that has happened in the world. Uh, leads us to believe that only people who are professional at something are good enough to do it. And we've, uh, we, we're constantly comparing ourselves and evaluating ourselves based on others' ideas of what perfection is. As a man, as a husband, as a father, and a follower of Jesus, there are so many questions that I ask myself to evaluate whether I am enough. So let's go through some of those. And Buddy's going to help me here. I ask myself, am I smart enough? I ask myself, am I strong enough? And I ask myself, am I attractive enough? And I know that maybe ladies, you're thinking that, well, guys don't think about that. But if uh, you've ever seen a guy in front of a mirror, uh, you'll know that they ask that question. Am I attractive enough? As a husband, I have that question. Am I attractive enough? I ask, do I provide enough? Uh, am I caring enough? Am I loving enough? And you can see uh, Buddy's head is starting to fill up with all these questions. Am I attentive enough to the needs of my wife? As a father, I ask the questions, 
Am I strong enough? I know we had that question before already, but, but it's kind of a different, a different part of the question because I'm asking, uh, am I my kid's superhero? Am I athletic enough to be able to have them look at me and say, wow, my dad is awesome? Am I cool enough? I want my kids to enjoy spending time with me. I want my kids to feel comfortable having their friends over. And can my kids see me as a friend? And then on the opposite of that, am I strict enough? I know this fights with the previous question, but I still ask it. Do I expect enough? Am I building responsibility in my kids? Am I protective enough? You know, I've... I've <laughs> Have I taught them enough about life? I, I thought of this when Adriana went to Costa Rica and when Cameron went to Texas. I remember the last couple of weeks before that, just, just wrestling in my head, wondering whether, whether I had done enough to prepare them to go away. Have I, have I been protective enough and have I, have I equipped them with the things that they need in order to be successful? Do I engage with them? Do I take interest in their interests? And am I emotionally available enough? And you can see Buddy over here, his, uh, his head is starting to fill up with questions. And then there's my job. At my job, I ask myself the question, am I valuable enough? Am I worth the investment that my boss makes in me? And I'll have to admit, in the last 16 years, I've asked this question here at, in the church. As I evaluate every, in some ways, every year at budget season, I ask the question, uh, you know, is what the church is committing to me, uh, is that worth my, the work that I do here? And I hope that it is. Do I pull enough weight? Sometimes the, this question leads to, and let's be honest, working extra hours, uh, skipping days off, taking work with us on holidays, and a whole bunch of other things. Am I fast enough at my job? And this is about efficiency. And so some of you may be working in jobs where efficiency is really important. Um, but do I, am I able to do that? Do I lead enough? Our, our Western world celebrates leadership. And if you aren't leading, then you aren't succeeding. And so am I leading enough? Am I doing enough to, to show that I'm a leader? Am I successful enough? Do I have enough wins in my job, in my work? Or am I only achieving mediocrity? Do I learn and earn enough? Sorry, do I earn enough? There seems to be this pressure. I need to be always looking for that next step in my career so that I can, I can eventually earn enough. And then there's being a follower of Jesus. Do I pray enough? Do I read my Bible enough? And these are both questions about commitment and, and discipline. Do I witness enough, both in the way that I live and in the chances that I have to speak about Jesus? Do I help others enough? There's a, there's a person that is always helping others. So you, you see these people, they always seem to have time to help other people. Um, and they're good at, seem to be good at everything and to be able to help people with all kinds of things. Am I, am I able to help others enough? Do I give enough? 
This comes back to the question of do I earn enough? Because it's, but it's also a question about sacrifice. Do I feel strong enough about giving that I'm willing to reduce what I can provide for my family? Right? As a dad, I'm thinking about that. Um, and then when I come to church, am I singing loud enough? Uh, am I Christian enough? Huh. Am I good enough for God to love me? Does that not kind of, I don't know, if, if, it, if it doesn't give a bit of a twinge in your heart, it sure does in mine. And we're just left with this constant question of, am I enough? I really think that every, almost every anxiety that I've ever had in my life can be traced back to some form of this question. Almost every time that I spend awake at night wondering what's going on, so many of the times it's because of this question. So let's be honest. This is a question that we ask. And you can see Buddy's head is completely filled. And if you ever feel like that, sometimes that can be a really difficult place to be when you are just filled with all of those questions of evaluating, am I enough? There's two common responses to this question. Well, there's maybe more than two, but I want to share two common responses. The first one is this. I can constantly work and strive to prove to the world that I am enough. So constantly working to prove that I am enough. I work harder. I try to be better. I make more. I try to be more awesome. Never be satisfied. Never be good enough. Always wanting more. And I can live my life in that way. Constantly pursuing the next thing to prove to people that I am good enough. That I am enough. That I have what it takes. That I can be whoever I want to be. And we can live with that, that I don't care what's going to happen kind of demeanor and just move forward. The other response is, I can never measure up. I'm useless. I'm underqualified. Why bother? Why put myself out there? I don't even know if I even want to try. I avoid risk. And if I'm honest, I would say that there's times where I have both of those responses. There's times where I commit myself to saying, I'm actually going to prove that I am something, that I am enough. And then often when I encounter failure, the constant, the, the idea for me is that I just kind of flip and I go back to the other one. And I say, why did I even try? Why did I do it? Acts 1 verse 8 is God's response to this question. And I want to introduce you now. So hopefully, uh, I don't know about you, I'm feeling a little bit of angst in me as I ask these questions. But this is God's response. And it's Acts 1 verse 8. And I'd like to point us towards that. And he says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Okay, wait a minute. Didn't Ernie talk about that last week? Wasn't that, wasn't that his message where he was talking about witnessing and he was talking about, about the, way that we, the way that we used our dispersion to, to actually... Well, it's the same. Jesus is saying this, as the disciples are watching him rise up into heaven. These are his last words, his last commission to them. 
at the point when the disciples are trying to figure out whether they are going to be enough without Jesus present, Jesus tells them how they will be enough. It is only by the power of the Holy Spirit that we can be enough. But if we are filled with the Spirit, then we will have the power needed to be His witnesses in our homes, in our community, and to the ends of the earth. Remember, these, these same disciples had just heard Jesus say what was recorded in John 15, verse 5, which, which John read for us this morning, where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me you can do nothing. And I think, as my own personal self, my tendency has been to focus on the last part of that verse and say, and apart from me you can do nothing. And I keep trying to remind myself that really I can do nothing. (laughs) But the first part says that if you remain in me, you will bear much fruit. You can be enough. You are connected to the Father who is the who is the the vine. We are the branches. And the vine actually needs the branches to bear fruit. And he has invited us to be a part of that process. He cares for us enough. He he sees us as enough to be able to do that with the power of the Holy Spirit. Apart from Jesus, we're not enough. No striving, no work, no self-denial, no sacrifice on our part can ever make us enough. Did that sting? Yeah, it stung me. But what Jesus is doing is he's taking our am I enough question and he's turning it into a statement about who God is. And that statement is this. I am, the name for God, okay? I am is enough and I am his. Just let that sink in. God is enough. And we are his. Maybe the time that we spend trying to figure out if we are enough is kind of wasted time. Our worth, our success is defined by who God is, not who we are. When we choose to become a follower of Jesus and when we choose to live our lives daily in response to who God is, we bear his identity. I am the God over all looks at us and he says this. He says, with me, all things are possible. I have called you my own. I will make your path straight. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. This constant work of comparing ourselves to others is a trick from the evil one. You want a great way to lose your attention from, on God and to have your attention taken off of him? then allow yourself to spend time comparing yourselves to others. I know Ernie has said this in the past. Sometimes the messages that you prepare are really messages for yourself. And I I struggled with this this week. It's a trick from the evil one to get your attention away from God and turn it to yourself. And when you feel that temptation starting to, <laughs> of, starting, of wanting to compare yourself to others, remind yourself, I am is enough and I am his. Now, this does not mean an end to self-evaluation. 
we still need to do the work of asking ourselves, where can we be better in the things that we do? But it is an invitation to trust him. I'd like to uh, take a couple of minutes to look at three different uh, areas of practical response. And the first one is, is with our everyday life. As we look at, as we look at um, changing that question from, M, from a question to a statement, the first area is our everyday lives. Invite God to give you contentment. Uh, the verse that we had for, uh, for our call to worship this morning uh, from Philippians told us that we, uh, we need to learn to be content in whatever situations we have. When you find yourself focusing on am I enough questions, remind yourself to change that question to God is enough and I'm his. And then begin to model that to the people around you with whom you have influence. Think about your children. The tendency for us as dads is to praise them for their accomplishments. What if we change the way that we do that? I'm not saying that we don't praise them. I'm saying that we praise them for who God made them and not simply for their accomplishments. Because if we keep telling them that, that I only praise you because of your accomplishments, uh, then what happens is, is that I try and get more and more accomplishments so that I can get more and more praise. But ultimately, if we take the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm so excited for how smart God made you and for the way that God has given you intelligence to be able to finish off high school and graduate. Like, that is fantastic. We have so much to be grateful to God for. You are participating in God's story for your life. That praise looks different than saying, you're so smart, you accomplished this on your own. Um, and so I want to say that to you as grads. Uh, be encouraged, because God has done something great through you in this time, and he's going to continue to do that. Change the way that we talk about ourselves in our everyday lives, in the ways that we go through things. Change the way that we talk about ourselves. If we really believe that I am is enough and that we are his, it doesn't really work to call ourselves worthless. It doesn't really work for us to, to think of ourselves as garbage. Not if we are understanding that we are bearing the image of Almighty God. In our everyday lives, don't let past complacencies stop you from future faithfulness. Take a look at, take a look at Peter. Peter had just denied Jesus three times after Jesus had told him that he would deny him three times. And yet Peter still gets out of the boat and runs to him when he sees him on the shore. He, doesn't, he chooses not to wallow in, in shame and self-pity, but he stands up and allows Jesus to restore him and to use him to build the early church. God knows that we are going to mess up and make mistakes, but let's not allow our failures and our complacencies to stop us from future faithfulness. In our everyday lives, live on purpose with a purpose. See all areas of our life as opportunities and demonstrate that, to demonstrate that we are relying on God. And let's stop, stop blaming our lives on problems 
and see how new problems, uh, see new problems as new possibilities for God to show up. Uh, that's, that's an easy statement to say. It's so easy when we encounter difficulties, like with the fact that Karen's keyboard wasn't working this morning, uh, to get frustrated. But let's see it as an opportunity. I don't know what that opportunity is. <laughs> Maybe it's to learn how to f- solve the problem <laughs> during the service. But let's start seeing new problems as new possibilities for God to show up and remind ourselves that as we walk into that problem, as we face that difficulty, as we face that situation, that I am is enough. And it doesn't matter what situation we're walking into, he is going to be enough. He has been enough, and he will always be enough. The second one is as a follower of Jesus. It's not about... As a being a follower of Jesus, it's not about doing enough to please God. It's about trusting God. I, I remember a, a, me, a message that I heard um, years and years ago that described the two, the two ideas, one of pleasing God and one of trusting God, and what, what our lives looked like when we, when we uh, went in each, each one of those destinations. And and I remember realizing that, that I spent a lot of time trying to please God. And what I needed to do was take more time to trust Him. God has created you, invested Himself in you, sent His Son to save you, and has given His Spirit to empower you. In faith and confidence in God, we step forward into, our, into whatever situation lies before us. And you're here, grads, you're here... Um, with the whole world in front of you in some ways, and we can step forward into the confidence knowing that God has promised that if we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and lean not on our own understanding, if in all of our ways we acknowledge Him, He will make our path straight. So as a follower of Jesus today, take that question and turn it into an understanding that God is enough. And as we walk into all of our situations following Christ, that he is enough to walk with us. The last one that I want to talk about is as a witness for Christ. I have often said that I'm not an evangelist. I have not had that gifting. And if I'm honest, there's been times where that understanding of feeling like I'm not gifted for that has been an excuse for me not to take steps of being an evangelist. Let's stop using the line that God didn't give me the gifting to be a witness. Let's stop using that line. God commissioned us in Acts 1 verse 8 to be his witnesses in our homes, in our community, and to the ends of the earth. That is our purpose That is what God has made us to be. Grant Partrick said in a recent uh, podcast, he said, saying that God didn't gift us to be a witness is, is saying that God created us for a purpose but didn't give us what we needed to accomplish that purpose. Do we believe that? No. We believe that God has given us everything that we need to accomplish the purpose that he has set before us. And our purpose is to live as a witness. Let's stop believing that we aren't smart enough to share our faith. 
Being, wit- being a witness is simply talking about an experience. Have you experienced God? Think about it. When the Jets were winning <laughs> uh, that in the first series, it didn't take a lot to convince me or to, that I, I needed to learn how I needed to talk about that with other people. I just did it because I had watched the games. And I had, I had watched how they came from behind, how they came into overtime and won. I, I could talk about that easily because I had experienced it. Being a witness is simply talking about an experience. Have you experienced God this week? Talk about it. Luke 12, uh, 11 to 12 says, When you are brought before the synagogues, rulers and authorities, don't worry about how you will defend yourselves or what you will say, for the Holy Spirit will teach you at that time what you should say. Are you worried about how, what, 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 would, what would I say if someone... This is where we go back and we say, in this situation, I am is enough and I'm his. I'm going to trust that God is going to give me whatever words I need to say. And if they come up with questions that I don't have the answers to, I'm going to say, I don't have the answers to that. But you know what? I'm going to help look for the answer with you. And trust that, that maybe even God is going to take and give you a, a word that you had not been expecting and remember something that would be the perfect thing to say in that situation. And trust that he is enough in that situation. Let's remember that we are not responsible for anyone's salvation. It says, For we are saved by grace through faith, not by works so that no one can boast. Not the one who is saved, and not the one who shared it with them. Neither of them can boast about it. We are called to faithfully and creatively and lovingly bear witness in the power of the Holy Spirit to the experience that we have had with Almighty God and then leave the results to Him to carry out. It's not ours to carry. It's not ours to carry whether someone else chooses Jesus. That's up to God. It's ours to be faithful in the situations that we have to share our faith, but it's not up to us to, con- to, to transform their hearts. That's up to God. And I'm going to say this, and it's hard for me to say this because it, it's difficult. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm completely comfortable giving this up. But it's not my responsibility for my kids to choose to follow Jesus. If it was, they would not have free will. As much as I want my kids to choose to follow Jesus, I have to leave that as in, with an open hand in the power of God and say that I want to be faithful in modeling it, but ultimately my kids need to choose to follow Jesus on their own. And I want to give you freedom from holding on to that. So to wrap up, we can easily get caught in the never-ending struggle of asking ourselves, am I enough? We can spend our lives trying to prove that we are enough or resigned that we will never measure up. But God invites us to take that question of am I enough and to turn that into a statement about who God is. I am the God who created all. The God who is above all. The God who will never be tired or weary is enough. 
in all situations, in all circumstances, no matter what we are facing, He is enough. And we are His. He calls us by name. He has a plan and a purpose for us. We are His. I'm going to invite uh, Gerald and as well Kurt to come and uh, to have a little bit of a discussion with us and then we'll, we'll end with, uh, with a couple of songs together. So gentlemen, if you want to come join me, that would be great. Thank you so much, Mo. No messages coming in. No messages. No comments coming in. (laughs) That's that's it. Always it seems to happen lately when I speak. So there's there's no comments that come in. Uh, Maybe you guys have. uh, Was there? Oh yeah. Was there was there a spot where I completely missed it, or um, some spots where you agreed with? Maybe I'm. Just let me know what you think. My mic is low on. uh battery here. I don't know if I'll have enough. It'll be okay. Oh, okay. Just hold it nice and close. (laughs) (laughs) That was an awesome message. So many tools. So many tools are there to to take us through many different challenges and even just to go ahead and dive into challenges. I'm I'm really pumped about that. Yeah, to me, uh, it spoke very much to my heart, Mo, uh, what you shared. Uh, You set the stage so well, uh, helping us recognize our humanity and and how we approach things and then to say from that place now let's focus on who we need to focus on and that's on Christ right I am is enough Uh, one of the things that to me resonated very much is uh, you you made the comment um, uh, you know even from the scriptures I will I will make your path straight Uh, you know you kind of shared some examples of who God is and what he does for us and then you said do I do I trust him so, so I am is enough. It says it on the screen, and I am his. But do I actually trust him? And somehow uh, we just live in this world where we feel like uh, we question that. You know, is God really enough in, in my life? So to me, the whole matter of trusting in that God, that, that really uh, struck for me uh, valuable. Yeah. Um, for me, this message, uh, I, I just feel like it... It really is in something that has been going on in my in my world. Where, in fact, I have a reminder on my phone every morning. It says uh, it just says in Christ, and it reminds me that in Christ I am enough. And I can I can use that sentence for whatever I'm feeling low and weak that morning. And uh, I, I love the example that you picked for the piano there. <laughs> How you can. You can kind of actually just toss yourself into these challenging situations where you do not see the end and how, how it will come through. But if you have that tool where you know you are in Christ, you don't have to like, put yourself in a back seat. It doesn't mean you have to be proud and not humble. Humble and kind is, is a strength. But you can, you can work from a position of strength and knowing that everybody else is an ordinary person as you are and and where strength really comes from and you are enough yeah i for the one who is <laughs> I, I would say for me sometimes this this shows up um right after a service and it'll probably show up for me when i walk out of here after i've i've given this message is i will ask myself the question like i'll be like boy did i 
Was that, yeah. was that good enough? Was yeah. it, did, I, did I accomplish what I wanted to accomplish? Did, mm -hmm. did I say things the right way? Or oh, did I say something wrong? Um, and I'll, I, it's so easy for me to go through all of those things. And I, mm -hmm. um, for me to say this uh, is hard to, to say that I, I go through those struggles. Because what I don't want this to be is I don't want this to be, um, well, you, I, I want to affirm you now and say, right. well, yeah. you did a great job. That's, that's not what I'm looking for. Right. I'm not looking for those words of affirmation necessarily. What I'm looking for is just that confidence that, that God can take what I offered and, and use it. And I think, I think there's times where I've walked away from a service, mm -hmm. and this is honest, where it's like, ah, that was like a C+. Plus. You know, from <laughs> yeah. from what I accomplished, mm -hmm. and it's almost always that I will there will be some comment that will come in and say, right. you know what, this thing that that happened in the service mm -hmm. was just fantastic, and it really caught my attention and really pointed me towards Christ. And I look at that and I say, uh, it's our faithfulness that that God is looking for, not our not our achievement. Okay, so uh, I have a question personally. That uh, if we have time for yeah. one, uh, you said, let's not let our present complacencies or present failures keep us from future faithfulness. I love that uh, statement. Uh, what does that look like when I am in my present place of feeling like a loser or feeling whatever? Uh, huh. how, how do I shift gears to future? Okay, I, I can still walk with God. I can still be faithful. Great question. <laughs> if I would, I kind of feel like Ernie. Kurt, what do you think? No, it's <laughs> Uh, I, um, it, it, not easily. Right. I think that's the answer. It's not, but I think for me, what has been helpful is that in those moments, I audibly say out loud. Right. Right. Like I, I make a choice to audibly say it. Um, and sometimes to the, you know, detriment of what people think of me around me, but I right. say, you know what, I'm not going to own this. Right. Like I, if, if there's something that I need to own, I'm going to, I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to confess it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to own that. Mm -hmm. But then I'm going to step forward and remind myself audibly, like, like the reminder on your phone right. in Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, like setting a reminder that just says, I'm his. God is enough. I'm his. God is enough. I'm, and just re, re, reminding ourselves of that, I right. think, is, for me, is the first step. I'm, I'm not sure what all the steps no, are. that's fine. Yeah, I appreciate that. We did get a comment. Oh, okay. I am called to act, not to succeed. And the example is Old Testament prophets, right? Just hmm. calling to act, and God will take care of it, whatever the future looks like, right? So, yeah. Yeah, that is excellent. Just mm -hmm. take the next step. Yeah. Keep, keep walking. Piano doesn't work. Just take the next step and <laughs> yeah. just keep, keep working through it. Yeah. Don't, you know, you don't have to give up, you know, and... And your comment about making an audible speech, right. there's power in words. I mean, Jesus cursed the fig tree and it died. I don't think we need to yeah. kill fig trees. <laughs> but uh, definitely, we, you know, and I think, Gerald, you've preached on this in the past, the power of positive power words. Yeah. yeah. Love words, hate words. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's it. Amen. Let's pray together and then we'll, uh, we'll invite uh, the worship team to come up and we'll sing together. Father God, as we... Uh, as we remind ourselves that you are enough, I pray that that would inspire us to step out in confident faith and confident action to serve you the best way that we can. 
And God, where we make mistakes, would we confess those things to you? But then would we remember that your grace is sufficient for all of that and that you do not give up on us and that we would continue to step forward in faith? God, I pray this for each one of our, uh, the people who are joining us today, who are watching this, who are listening to this, that they would know that I am God of the universe is enough in all situations and that we are his. God, would we choose to accept you and to, to live our lives daily out of response to what you've done for us and would we accept the power of your Holy Spirit in each one of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name and everyone said together, amen. Thank you.